Rose to that. that. This is Macy. This is Janina. Hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to part two of Toxic Relationships. Rose to that. We are drinking coffee again because you touched me last night. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I what did I do? I think I just organized. You went a camping. Bit. Well, no, but before that, oh, I'm trying to think what I did. I think I just organized the house. Um, still trying to sell shit. If anybody wants to buy my clothes, I have a Poshmark account. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Or if you live in the Reno area, please check out Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> um, yeah, so did that, and then we went camping, met up with a couple friends, just went up into the mountains and hung out, had a good time. Went through a fucking long drink. <laughs> Um, we went up to this campground in Stanislaus National Park. It's kind of like south of Tahoe, I guess you could say. And there, well, I can't remember the name of the campground. Uh, Pacific Valley was the name of the campground. And then we went up to the Highland Lakes up there and just hung out. Um, it was my friends that we went with. We met them there. They it's kind of like a middle, what? A me- what? A middle. It's kind of a middle place between. A middle. Are you learning German? No. Is that a German word? Yeah, it's called Mitte. Me- Wait. Middle. Mitte. Mitte. What? <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Uh, no, I haven't used my Rosetta Stone yet. I need to. Anyway, it's kind of a middle place between my house and her house so we met up with them it was their wedding anniversary did you get rained on yeah um going up so we had to go over ebbett's pass it was actually snowing which was like so rude considering it's august but whatever and then just kind of midday like once you get that high up in the mountains there's like afternoon rainstorms hailstorms so my friends that we met up with, um, they went like two weekends before and they were like, yeah, it literally rained like every afternoon. Mm. And then the guy was like, yeah, it hasn't rained here in like a week. It's been like, I think six or seven full days with no rain. And then sure enough, we get there. And as we're driving in, it's storming, but it didn't last that long. And, you know, we have tents and whatever. Yeah. So it was really fun. Nice. How was your week? Um, uh, my friend came back from Phoenix, so we were meeting up on Friday. She was like, let's get a drink after I went out to dinner. And so we went to the Eddie for a second and then didn't stay long because we went to Tahoe on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we got super early and we went to Kings Beach. Um, that was a super fun day. Went there all day and we like right when we packed up at five, it started to like hail. Mm. So that was like right timing to just like but I was running and I'm I was so sore from running in the sand to get all of our stuff back to the car. (laughs) Like running in the sand is the worst. 
I think literally the worst hail I've ever seen in my life has been Tahoe in the summer. Yeah, it was really bad. Like one time when I was little, my friend took me on like her family camping trip and we were going around Emerald Bay, which is that super sketchy road. And it was like dumping hail. I thought I was going to die. Like how big were they? I mean, they weren't like huge, like little balls themselves, Mm -hmm. but it was just so much. Oh, and yeah. I mean, like at the time I was like, I don't know, 10, I was like, oh, we have to stop. We can't keep driving. And her dad's like, there is nowhere to stop on this part of the road. So we're we just going to keep. keep going really slowly. Cause literally it's like, there's no edge. You fall off and you tumble a thousand feet down into the lake <laughs> and then you die. Yeah. You just have to push through. Anyway, go on though. Yeah. And then, um, we had planned to go at night to go on this like hot August night ride thingy that was like planned by the August night people, hot August night people. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't happen. We went to the Eddie. I wanted La Barca, which is like the best tacos. We stood in line for an hour. We go in and they said they're closing early. The I was so Eddie? pissed. No, like the La Barca food truck. Oh, what? I was so pissed. So I had to get pizza, which I already had Friday night for dinner, and at lunch on Saturday in Tahoe. And so I had another fucking pizza at dinner. I'm like, I'm fucking done with pizza for like a month. <laughs> That's too much. Wow. And then we went to the, like, we had, I had the pizza, we had a drink, and then we went to the Emerson because we heard that's open. And some friends were there that wanted to do hot August nights, but then they didn't. And then we went there and then they were like, it's already last after last call, girls, like no more drinks. I'm like, how are they open? my if, fucking luck. If they're because they serve bar. food. Oh, they do have food. Yeah, I, I totally that. forgot about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go sometime soon. Yeah. Um, and then this one guy was like, let's just go, we can go to my house and we can get some drinks and we can play games. So we did that and we stayed until like 2 a.m. Nice. And then Sunday I didn't want to do anything and I didn't all day. And then I decided like with Cassidy to get Qdoba. That was our plan. And I'm like, how about we get Qdoba and we go back to Tahoe and watch the sunset? (laughs) Yeah, and it was really so pretty. freaking pretty. It was so cool. It was so relaxing. There were no people in Sand Harbor. Like they all just left when wow. we arrived. We got there at like six and then the sunset was like eight. But like from that time, from like six, between six and eight, it was like all kinds of colors in the sky. Like it was so pretty. Yeah. Like I couldn't even stop taking pictures. <laughs> Then I'm like, influencers in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that was, that was my weekend. I thought oh, it was pretty good. I went to Tahoe twice, which was surprising. And I was supposed to go today um, to take pictures, but it's supposed to rain and thunderstorm. And I'm like, I'm not going to Tahoe when it's raining and thunderstorming. No. Um. One guy wants to take pictures. Because I feel like a lot of people tell you that. 
what wants to take pictures yeah no i've been this is the same guy that wanted to do it in in january and last year oh okay gotcha yeah no i would have not gone alone i would have taken cassidy with me yeah like i don't want to get taken (laughs) (laughs) no i've been like talking to him for a long time like we became like friends now so and i know it's not a fake profile like he's a He's a real person that's a really good photographer in Tahoe. But yeah, that was that was the week update. Oh wait, can we get another quick update that my ex-husband is now engaged? <laughs> yeah. That was new. I wish you guys all the best. Oh my god. Please don't let us know where we t- can send you a wedding card. Yeah. Don't hit me up in a couple years and say like, I should have believed you. Yeah. Then it's too late. Good luck building credit. Also, that's really tough. So just, just saying, girl, you're nothing here without a credit card. Yeah, definitely. So, Keep the, hide yeah. your credit cards. Hide them. Yeah. That's, that's a good point, too. But yeah, all the best. Done with that that topic. So that's a good that's a good thing to talk about part two. Like, <laughs> yes. So last week we did part one of toxic relationships, and we just kind of shared our personal stories with it because Janina and I have both been in toxic relationships. So this they were our last, so mine at least. Yeah, God, I know. Honestly, if I think like I'm, I'm pretty close to being in the clear to like never having to date again, and I'm like, don't very stoked about it. Not one word. I know that's why I said pretty close. (laughs) Not, it's not, it's not positive, but yeah, that would be really cool because dating sucks. (laughs) But it does. Yeah. So this week we thought it would be a good idea to go over some things that are like common traits of toxic relationships. Um, so maybe to help you like identify it a little bit and then just a couple little pointers on how to get out of it if you are in one. Yeah. So let's start with um, how can you tell that you're in a toxic relationship? There's tons of sign- signs, but we like added like the most common ones. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like Janine just said, there's so many, and I feel like it can also vary so much depending Mm -hmm. from, like, relationship to relationship. Um, Like, one that was really prevalent for me was that, like, none of my friends liked this person, and everybody was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out. Like, he's so toxic, everything. But then Janina kind of had, like, a different experience with that. Yeah, like, everybody really liked my ex like my first ex and he was just the the best actor like he could just be the most charming person and most sweet person and just everybody loved him and then once I said like yeah I'm leaving like he has been a really like toxic person and they're like what really I didn't know I'm like yeah because he is a really good actor and he only was like behind closed doors he was the worst monster ever like it was only like a facade that's the word i was looking for yeah yeah and tried he was just a shitty actor (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Mine could have gotten an Oscar. Uh, yeah. No, anytime like like my parents or like my brother or whatever, like we're out in public, he would be like, Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Like best boyfriend ever. We're just so happy. And yeah, no one bought that shit. Mm-mm. Yeah. And that or then also they like that's how my ex was. He didn't want me to hang out with my family and my friends anymore. Yeah. Like just family. isolating me because I I was just so lonely, but he was like, him is all I need kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I think number one identifiable trait, I would say would be controlling. Yeah, for sure. That's controlling. Like when they already tell you, like, you can't hang out with your friends or family and let's rather stay home. You don't have to see them. Yeah, I think just in general, I mean, like we both expressed before, we had, I guess, just a lot of different examples where our exes would, you know, try to put like rules and boundaries and stuff like that, like who we can hang out with, who we can't, and even just like, I don't know, like stupid shit. Like he would tell me like how to like dress sometimes. And it's oh, wow. like, no, I, you know, I was 19. I was an adult. I had been dressing myself for, you know, the majority of my life at that point. I think yeah. I could pick out a shirt on my own. Just stupid stuff like that. And it's crazy to look back and be like, I really had this guy tell me what to do. What the yeah. fuck was I thinking? <laughs> no, I know. He tried to tell me like what kind of like job I should be getting and all of this stuff. And it just, I don't, this is not something you need to do. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I love Jeremy and I can support him and give him advice on career stuff, I guess. But like, I'm not going to pick his job. He's a big kid. He could pick his own job. So, I mean, there's so many different ways of control, but if you feel like you, this person is being controlling towards you and you are not in like full control of your life, red flag. Yeah. That's already the first point. If I try to control you, who you can hang out with and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I really think of is love bombing in the beginning of a relationship. Both of my toxic relationships, the guys were like, love bumming me with compliments and they've never experienced a love like this. This is a once in a lifetime thing. I never felt like this. I never met anybody like you. You're so great. And tell me, I love you after two, three weeks. Like who says that? And for me, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's, I'm so special. They're so special. Oh my God. I'm great. And this really? Is like, it's like, yeah, they're it's just, just trying to control to, you to reel you in. And then once they have you, they treat you like shit. Because then oh, you're yeah. like already like mind fucked kind of. You know, like why did they say all these nice things to me and then all of a sudden now they're calling me a cunt and treat me like shit. But then all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Like I was drunk and I'm going to change. I love you so much. You're the best person ever. And then two days later, the same thing. It's like a it's like a cycle. Yeah. It's between love bombing and then the like verbal abuse. 
Yeah. I know like when I first started dating my ex, he was Mr. Perfect and was like, oh, I just, I believe that every girl should be treated like a princess and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. And then I don't even know how long after, like, I mean, you know, for the first like six months, maybe a year, I would say like we had a good relationship, whatever, but it definitely ended and got real toxic real fast. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, it was like, he just put all that shit out and like, that's what it was. It was just shit. It, he didn't mean any of it. And then once I was committed, like he wouldn't even like get me Christmas gifts. It was weird. What? But that's how my second ex was too. I got a hydro flask and I was putting real thought into his freaking gifts all the time. He, I mean, this isn't necessarily like a toxic thing, but men, can we please talk about how much girls don't want teddy bears? Oh, we're not in high school anymore. Like if I you're 16 and you're listening, school. you can get a little bear for Valentine's Day, but don't give fucking stuffed animals. That Like one is fine. Don't do it every gift giving. It was literally every holiday I got a fucking teddy bear. And I'm like, look, I would just rather you not. <sighs> like, I'd rather have the 10 bucks. I'll go get a fancy Starbucks drink. I don't know. It just is bad. I mean, not that some guys are just bad at gift giving, but it was, he went from like, great like he bought me um like he got me a necklace or something that was nice one thing though he did get which kind of wrapped into the whole control is he bought me a ring and it wasn't like a engagement ring by any means but he like wanted me to wear it on my wedding finger to like prove that I was taken and I was like we're not married and he was really weird about my it first boyfriend that I ever had, we bought rings together and we wore it on our right hand. Your left hand's your wedding one. Yeah, but we just we wore it on the right oh. hand. Because yeah, but we're I feel just like funding that's... the show that we're like together, but we did it after like two years of being in a relationship. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with jewelry, but it was just more like the control aspect of this guy was like, no, you need to wear it on your like wedding ring finger. And I remember going to my grandma's house and she was like, what's on your finger? And I was like, it's not that. It's, he just got me a ring. It's not a wedding ring. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. It's a yeah, fake sapphire, crazy. grandma. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, that it was just a whole nother level of like control. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like if I have one, you should have one. And then I bought him this ring and he refused to wear it. And then he ended up giving it back to me. And he's like, well, I want you to wear mine also. Which I was like, oh, okay, you want me to have a piece of you? But, like, hindsight, it's like, oh, no, 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 you wanted to go fuck other girls. So you gave me all of your control jewelry. (laughs) And I had to wear it all so you could go fuck other people. (laughs) Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. Oh, and they, like, say, you're my soulmate. After just, like, two weeks. You can't know a person in two weeks. Like, did you feel like Jeremy's your soulmate after two fucking weeks? Yeah. Did you? I mean, I didn't, like, tell him that, but, like, (laughs) yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can feel it, but not be like, oh my God, you're my soulmate. I love you. Yeah. No, I, I mean, some people are just weird. I don't feel like it necessarily means they're toxic, but like, it's true, let's, like when let's I'm not rush back it. Of my one, like really good friends that I broke his heart because we were really just, I felt only like we're friends and he fell in love with me, but I legitimate thing that was he was my soulmate i'm still sad about it i just miss my friend oh yeah in germany yeah just if they all of a sudden say like i love you and we're soulmates after two weeks it's kind of weird yeah like i wouldn't jump to conclusions that that's toxic but if it fits in with a lot of other things i think guys use that as like you know, again, just a way to reel you in. So they're like, oh, wow, like I really have her and she's mine and I just fed her all that BS. And now that she's committed to me, um, yeah, like I just, I have control because she thinks that I think she's my soulmate and I'm going to go do what I want still. Yeah. So, um, so another thing that I feel like is really common is they make you feel like you're the bad one or that you're crazy for having any sort of like feelings or reactions to them being toxic or if you like they feel like being caught by something or like oh my god no you're crazy what are you talking about you just insecure like we talked about this in the first episode like part one that they always make you feel like, no, you're crazy. There's nothing going on. Like you're just insecure and make you feel like you did something wrong for having a gut feeling and expressing how you feel. Yeah. So it's really it's just them hiding. Yeah. Whatever they want to hide. If you can have a conversation hide. about your feelings, then that's already a red flag because they love you. Like they say they do. They shouldn't react like that. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot. Meh. Of... Meh. The Which I mean, one, what I was gonna say, I feel like that is it just kind of leads into overall being like gaslit by somebody. Gaslighting is the freaking worst. Gaslighting um, is like they just make you like, so, question your own fucking reality. Yeah. Which I listened to a different podcast and they had a whole episode about gaslighting. Yeah, I loved that episode. Oh, it was so good. It was a girl's gotta eat episode. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Shout <laughs> out. Um, they did a really, really good episode and I never knew like what the, where the word came from, but I guess it was, it was like a movie or like a play or something. I think it was a movie. I don't remember, but he would make his girlfriend feel like she was crazy. Like she was inhaling some sort of gas. Like there must be like a gas leak or something like mm-hmm. that. And she was like, no, this happened. And he'd be like, what are you talking about? No, it didn't. So that's kind of just, I guess what the whole idea of gaslighting if you're unfamiliar with it it's you know somebody makes you feel so insane for you know all these legitimate actions yeah I didn't know about gaslighting until I was out of both toxic relationships and that made me like what because I was reading a lot of books and stuff about like narcissistic abuse and and recovery and and stuff and reading about it made me realize that it was not me like he was just gaslighting me and I was definitely not crazy and 
I'm totally normal. <laughs> yeah. No, like I had heard the term like thrown around, but I didn't really like look into it or listen to it until I got a more thorough explanation. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Um, and that has happened to me. Like I was not crazy for any of these things. He yeah. belittled me. He made me feel like I was a psychopath for thinking these things, but it was all true. Yeah, because the the biggest one too is then like pathological lying when they, they can just lie to you without flinching. And that's like with the gaslighting, like they lie to you. And then at one point you just make, you think like maybe you're crazy and they just tell you the truth because they're such good liars. Like, it's like, like my they, second ex just had a fucking whole other relationship for a whole year. And I had this gut feeling something is wrong, but he always kept telling me that I'm just crazy. Yeah. It's and like I they wasn't. make you feel just so like dumb and belittled and like it makes you feel bad. And then you start questioning like every emotion that you have. Yeah. And it's like, basically it's just brainwashing. And when I was confronting him and I was like, I know the truth. Just tell me the truth. He was still lying. Even when I was telling him the, what really happened, like the truth, the, the facts and everything, he was still lying about it. And I'm like, how can you can stop now? It's like, you don't have to make up shit. Like the truth is out there. Like we're done. <laughs> like, he also like, he needs uh, legitimate he needs medical, help. like psychiatric help. Like, please get a therapist if you ever listen to I still, to this. like, don't know which ex was worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those are both pretty shitty. Like, I've had some not great boyfriends, but, like, at least I have, like, a clear number one worst. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I've been cheated on multiple times, so, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think another... Another trait that I think is really important is all take and no give. Um, I feel like that, you know, literally in the relationship I was in, it was like I gave up my friends. I gave up, you know, like I lived with him. I didn't see him. I couldn't do all these like extracurricular things. I pretty much, you know, anytime that I would go anywhere my phone would be blowing up nonstop. like I gave up my life and he did not give up anything yeah same like he expected me to stay home but he was allowed to go out and just party exactly yeah like we could money. we could go hang out with his friends and he could go party with the boys whenever he wanted to but if I wanted to go have like a girl's night it was not okay yeah that's a good one, what you just said with his friends. It was always his friends, but we never hung out with my friends. Yeah. So like, we never came over. Like, we only came over one time to a barbecue at your house. Yeah. Like, we that was the about only that freaking thing. Week. And we dated two years. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I think I only saw him twice. Yeah. And, like, we'd become pretty good friends at that point. And yeah. it was the one time, like we said, when I met you, and then one other time. Yeah. He never even showed up for game night or something. Like we had game night at Hannah's before him and I would oh, then. And yeah, he yeah. never even came. It's just like those kinds of things also where, you know, not even in a controlling aspect, but if it's like, you know, holidays 
and you guys want to spend the holidays together and you're like oh why don't we go to my family's house and he's like no i won't spend the holidays away from my family so you always go to his family's house or like yeah because I don't know, just your family is like not important enough like, or something you yeah always eat what he wants to eat like he always has to pick the restaurant which actually for me i'm really indecisive so that'd be nice you know just stuff like that where it's in a healthy relationship you compromise and there's a little bit of give and take like you know between jeremy and i it's not a thousand percent what i want or a thousand percent what he wants we kind of try to level it out but in toxic relationships it is like a thousand percent just what the guy, I, I mean, I'm assuming it's guy, but it's just a thousand percent like what the guy wants and it doesn't really matter. Like he just disregards whatever you want. Yeah. He doesn't give up anything, which is not how it should be. Another one is like, that's how I felt. I felt really drained. Yes. Like I was just mentally drained. I, with my first toxic relationship, I was so drained. I thought I'm going to fall into depression I was, I wasn't, I remember it, it was like, I was just in Germany for Christmas. I came home in January, 2017. And I, I wasn't sick, but I called in sick for two weeks. Like every day I was like, I'm still sick. Sorry, I can't come. Still sick. Sorry, I can't come. And I was just at home in my bed. I didn't leave my house. I cried at home while he was at work. And I was like, I need to figure this out. And guess what I did? What? I wrote a journal, how I feel. And then I was recording myself. And then when I was like questioning things, I was looking at me and I'm like, I didn't even recognize myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I watched it like a couple months ago because I found it on my computer and I'm like, oh my God, this was such a depressed person. Like I didn't yeah. recognize myself anymore. And I was just like, I was so drained. And that's when I was knowing somehow like that mm -hmm. I got, I went to therapy in February just for myself. And then she was like, yeah, he probably has a, like an alcohol problem. So she was also an alcohol counselor. And so we went together and she was like, how about you don't drink for like a whole week? And then we're going to see you again on next week. And then he's like, yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, laughing I was laughing and they both looked at me like what the fuck is going on and I'm like yeah he can't so we were like I don't even have to try two days later he was drunk at his parents house and that was for me when it like the switch turned and I was like I'm out I'm gonna like kill myself like I'm my mental health was gone like nothing yeah it's just strained yeah, I mean, these things I feel like can totally lead to depression, but even, I mean, if you don't consider yourself quite at that level, and I mean, obviously I'm not like a therapist or a psychiatrist or whatever, Yeah. but it just, you know, like the whole relationship, it was like, it when it begins to just feel like a chore and you're like, oh, like, you know, even though you don't get, I mean, maybe that's why, maybe it's because like, you never get to do anything you want to do. You're always doing everything that this other person wants to do. So it doesn't become like fun anymore. And then it's just, yeah. you know, like if you like work, however, you know, if you work 10 days in a row, you just, you're drained. You just want to like chill and relax or whatever. That's kind of just how like relationships can be. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It just, I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to explain it, but if you ever feel like. But it's if you're just not happy anymore. Like nothing makes you happy. Everything made me sad. I missed my family. I knew I'm not going to ever have like kids with him because I'm just smarter than that. I'm like, I want to have kids. I want to have a happy marriage. Like I'm not going to. I'm not going to get this here. And I need to change something. And it took me forever to like, just do something. And I couldn't talk to anybody. That was the worst. It, I don't know. I feel like it just, when you just feel so drained, like obviously every marriage or relationship, even if you're not married, you know, requires work. You know, I mean, I feel like everybody says like marriage is hard and everything, but when it is just like so emotionally draining, it's like, okay, there also becomes a point where it's like, yeah, keeping up a healthy relationship is hard work, but like how far do we need to take this to where like you're genuinely that unhappy and you just are becoming depressed and everything? Yeah. So... Trust. Yeah. When they so I think yeah. Um, a lack of trust and a hostile atmosphere kind of intermingle because Mm -hmm. you know, like when you're like fighting with your friend and you don't know if you guys are cool again, it's kind of like a tense, Mm -hmm. you know, vibe going on. My relationship felt like that all the time. Yeah. And this was before I knew he was cheating. So it was and you like somehow don't want to talk about it because you don't want to start an argument. Yeah, exactly. Cause then you're going to get into this huge like blowout fight, but it, it's like, there's just this weird situation where you're like, I don't know. Like it just, it's always like a very tense atmosphere. And even if you don't know that they're doing anything like cheating or being shady with money or drinking or whatever, you just still know you can't trust them. Yeah. Which, Trust goes also beyond like cheating. Like for example, like you had date plans, like you're going to have dinner and a movie, but then they went to a bar with a friend and then all of a sudden they don't answer their phone and it's midnight and you're just like, I, I trusted yeah, you to reliability. come home. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I, there's just so many things where, ugh. I'm like flashbacks. <laughs> We're like fucking over toxic relationships. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is if I, think... I ever be in another one, you're gonna like slap me in the face and be like, "Bitch, you're gonna wake up now." Oh my gosh. Dude, they give I me mean... a phone. Yeah, I delete his number. I'm gonna have to. I yeah, mean, please. I really hope this never happens yeah. to you again. But like, just any of my friends. And I mean, we talked about it briefly in um our friend breakup episode because that was the thing is my best friend was in a very toxic relationship and I tried over and over telling her. And finally I was like, I can't be friends with you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And we had to take a little break and, you know, luckily she did come to her senses and she didn't get back with this douchebag, but uh, it's just really shitty. It's frustrating when you want to help somebody and they don't want to take your advice. Which I think it's so... I mean, we'll go into this a little more in a minute, but yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I meant by if none of your friends like Mm -hmm. him, because all of my friends literally told me, like, get out. And I was like, no, no, you don't know him like I do. Mm -hmm. It's fine. No, no, no. Like, they are right. 99% of the time, they're probably going to be right. Yeah. Okay. Last thing. 
uh judgment constantly being judged yeah um if somebody is like judging i guess really any sort of your life choice like your like your looks your weight you know the way you clean the way you cook i don't know just weird stuff where it's like it's never anything positive yeah or they're just super pessimistic about i have an example for that so he would use all his money all the time just buy all these clothes like he had the newest clothes you can imagine right Mm-hmm. I couldn't buy anything for myself because we need. I needed to pay all the bills and he didn't contribute a lot, you know, mm-hmm. because he had to use his money to go out and buy clothes and shit for himself. And I'm a person that likes clothes, you know? Oh, yeah. I love shopping. So like- when I got a bonus from work, it was $500. I did not tell him. And I told my mom and she's like, go out. And you're going to go shopping. You're going to buy new shoes. You're going to buy new pants. You're going to buy new shirts, whatever you fucking want. Mm -hmm. So I went and I went shopping all freaking day. I went to H&M. I went to Forever 21, bought all kinds of stuff for myself. I come home and he's like, why did you buy all of this? And it made me feel bad. And my mom is like, I dare you fucking returning this. Yeah. And I kept it all, but he was giving me shit for the longest fucking time. Like if I didn't wear like something, he's like, why are you not even wearing it? You don't even wear your stuff. And I'm like, you have, a, you have like 50 hats, hats, 50 hats. Are you going to wear one each week? Like of a whole year? Like, I don't understand why who needs 50 hats, but I can't even buy a new shirt. Right. So that was like, just so judgmental. Like he can do everything and I can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think that's a whole thing that, you know, toxic people do is they judge you and they belittle you so that you lower your self-worth and your self-esteem so you don't think that you're worth more. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you you get so depressed and just like, you know, self-conscious about things that you're like, oh, you know, I wouldn't even be deserving of a better guy if he came along. Like if so-and-so and and I broke up, like nobody would even want me. And it's like, that is not true at all. You are very worthy of way better people, but they trick you into thinking that you are worth so little and that Mm -hmm. you don't deserve anything. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. So those were all the signs of the toxic relationship. Maybe we didn't get to all of them but these are like the most oh yeah there's hundreds yeah but these are like the most big identifiers red flags yeah so let's talk about how to get out of a toxic relationship because i feel like this is the hardest thing like first you realize it that you are in one and then how do you get out of one that's like the next step honestly probably even like the harder step the hardest because some people feel like What's the word codependent mm-hmm. to on this person? Like I can't leave this person because I'm nothing without them. Yeah. So I'm going to just suck it up, but you don't have to. <laughs> so we're going to tell you how to get out. <laughs> yeah. So I think the first thing is to open up to another person about it. Yeah. Um, professional help is always great, but I know not, everybody can like afford to go to Mm -hmm. therapy or has access to it. Um, 
So even if it's just like your close friends or family, just expressing this because whether it's a friend or a family member or a therapist who you've, you know, you're paying to help you, this person wants to help you. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, your friends and family care about you. They don't want you to be in a toxic situation and maybe you had a facade up or like Tanina said, like they're a good actor and they didn't know. But once you let them in on how your reality really is, they can help you. And for me, it was really hard to open up though, because first of all, I didn't have friends. So like here, I didn't have friends. So I had my host family and I felt like this is the only, this is the only family that I can run to in the, in the U.S., if something happens, like I need to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I I remember I called her and then I haven't talked to her in two years because she didn't let me like see them at all. Like we would like send each other happy birthday and stuff, but I didn't really like see them. Mm-hmm. And it was for me the hardest call to like call her because I felt embarrassed. And then I had to like explain to her that he just didn't let me and that I'm, I'm going to, I have to leave him or I'm going to like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need her help. Mm -hmm. And they were like right there, like to help me move. And I moved in with them and that probably like saved my sanity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, one thing is it's a start to just like let them know what's going on. But, you know, if you have like friends or family, especially if you're kind of financially dependent on this person, who, you know, if you're like, hey, aunt or, you know, best friend or whatever, like, I need to get out of this situation. I can't afford an apartment on my own. I can't afford to break a lease or I don't know, whatever the deal is. Like, can I stay in your extra room for a little bit just so I can get away from this? Mm -hmm. Like nine times out of 10, I'm sure somebody that really cared about you would be willing to help you out with that. Yeah. Or say like you have nobody here, like no friends, no family, because maybe they're all in a different state um, and you can't just like take off and leave. Um, There's also just women's shelters that are always there. So you just have to Google which one is in your town. My friend was like getting abused and he was threatening her to kill her and stuff. So that was right before the pandemic started. And we like said, you need to get out. So and she went to a friend's house. She didn't go into a women's shelter because they were full. And because of the pandemic, it was even harder to even get anywhere with, with Corona and stuff. Um, but now she has her own place and she is figuring everything out. And it's, that's the toughest. Yeah. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's extremely hard to ask for help. Yeah. Sometimes, you and know, I'm a person that just... I hate like asking for help in general. <laughs> yeah. You know, whether it's just, you know, like, I don't know, pride or whatever. I mean, nobody wants to be a burden on, you know, your friends or your family or whatever. But if it genuinely gets to that point, and I mean, even, you know, Janine was like, if you have friends in another state or family or whatever, like maybe even consider moving and leaving, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, obviously if you have jobs or kids or whatever, that's not a black and white decision, but if you're like, oh, I could, you know, I could never go to Arizona where my family is because of, uh, you know, so-and-so mm-hmm. and, you know, I just can't. It's like, really what's stopping you? Like, Arizona has jobs. Yeah. 
I, I actually don't like Harrison. That's way too dry for me. But <laughs> so hot. Just as an example, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, have, I have zero family in Arizona too. <laughs> yeah, just have a good support system so they can help you leave. Like when I told my mom, she was like, you let me know if I have to fly in. Like you're going to give me a call and I book a plane ticket for tomorrow. Like she was ready to come. And I was like, you know, I have my host family and she was like talking to them too. I don't know how they communicated because my mom can't speak English, but somehow she was just Googling, put stuff in Google Translate and just copy paste into like Facebook Messenger. <laughs> so my mom stayed like up to date, but yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing is honestly, as much as you don't want to, like I know I just keep repeating this, but I probably have like 10 friends right now that if I was like, you know, if I lived in freaking Nebraska and I was like, I need to get away from this toxic man. Can you fly out here and move me home? Like, oh yeah. Instantly they would do it. Yeah. So as much as it sucks, there is somebody, friend, family, whatever, that is more than happy to help you out. And, you know, one day I'm sure you can pay it back to them, whether yeah. it's <laughs> helping them with their relationship or moving or babysitting their kids. Like, Also, anyway. don't feel bad, like opening up. Like, like we just talk about pride, opening mm-hmm. up about how you feel and your feelings and what's happening with you. It's called strength. Yeah. And it, I think being not a honest about yeah. it too, because people like to kind of sugarcoat things and it's like, mm-hmm. it's one thing if you're just in like, you know, an emotionally abusive relationship, but especially I feel like if it's physically abusive, I mean, either one really, I guess, but you can't hide these things from your loved ones. Like, just be upfront about it and be honest about how you're feeling and your mental state and just get out of it. And then another thing, like I already mentioned, like it really helped me to keep a journal with my thoughts because when I didn't have anybody to talk and it was good to just like reread things and be like, yep, this is how I felt at that point. Like it's not going to ever change. And even like when I like went through recovery, I started a blog. So I never like posted it anywhere. It just was like for me. And it was like really helped me to write things down. And I feel like one thing, like I'm not a journaler. I'm not, I've never had a diary or anything like that. But even if you have a hard time opening up to your friends and family, at the very least, like you can be honest with yourself through a journal yeah because then you can just get it all on a piece of paper and it's out of your head instead of everything's just scrambling in your head and you like don't know even where to start and what should be your next first step to do and how do you tell them like you can just put it all down on a piece of paper all the thoughts you have just like puke it on a piece of paper (laughs) yeah and I mean I think if I were to do that though I would reread it in a different mindset of like, Mm -hmm. this isn't me, this is my friend. And then I would be like, would I be okay if my friend was being treated like this or, you know, like my sibling or, yeah, you know, something like that. It's definitely good to get it out there. Yeah. Um, I think one thing also though, once you are actually out of, I guess if you were living with this person or you fully – you break up with them, you move out, whatever the deal is. If you use social media, 
block them. On yeah, everything. even even block the phone number. You can block that on iPhone. I don't know if you can do it on Android, but you can oh, yeah. go to the contact block contact. Yeah, and- you can you can block phone numbers, you can block emails, you can block anything. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously it depends on the person, but if they are going to keep trying to get a hold of you, they're going to try on every platform. <laughs> um mm-hmm. like on it was like a pretty early episode, but on Call Her Daddy, one of the girls was like, I talked to somebody one time on my fitness pal. <laughs> <laughs> or they going to um, Venmo you. Yeah. Venmo. Like, I'm pretty sure you can block anybody on any platform. There's always a way to block somebody. But just, you know, it's so much easier to cut somebody out of your life if you don't have contact with them. Yeah. So if you don't, if you're not constantly getting calls and text messages, because people make up like, oh, I found your shirt. Like my brother, <laughs> when him and his ex broke up, she, like she ended it, A, and then she kept just leaving like little, like, oh, I found this of yours. I found this of yours. Like, and then she'd be like, well, I had to drive all the way across town to leave them on your truck. And this was such an inconvenience. And she kept doing it over and over and over. And my brother finally got to the point where he was like, look, if I left something at your house that I did not move out myself, chances are I do not want it anymore. So yeah. like, if you find a pair of my socks, just go ahead and throw them away. Like there was something so yeah. stupid. It was like, literally, I think it was like a pair of socks or like, a shirt like a t-shirt or something it's like he'll buy a new shirt yeah he's fine um yeah, yeah but I just I meant that in terms of like they will find any excuse to like get back in there and be like well why don't we just get lunch like let's just meet up for coffee and then draw you back in just can no, we no, no, talk no. again avoid that all together yeah you have to go um, no contact forfeit block. your pair of socks do not meet up for coffee yeah. don't go back ever don't it's like but the no contact thing is like really hard when you're like still like kind of codependent and then you make maybe feel bad because oh my god they said they love you and now you like hurt them by leaving and maybe you should talk to them so you unblock them and then it's just like a spiral back and you need to just stick to it no contact you can do like a little countdown for yourself like i survived day one i survived day two with not contacting them just take it day by day isn't weren't, weren't you the one who you and Cassidy made a thing where you were like, if you ever want to call him, just call me instead? Yeah. Yeah. So And Cassidy was like, so my friend was like, I really miss like just getting messages in the morning. And I'm like, I'm gonna send you good morning every morning if you need that, just to feel better. Like so somebody texts you and cares about you, like, no problem. And I did that for a whole month. I was texting her good morning and then I said, good night. I love you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even used to this and then you're like, you know, it's you're missing that person. Then you maybe unblock them just so they get a fucking text from this person. Yeah. I mean, I would just say, try to like have a go-to friend that you can be like, oh, I'm feeling lonely. Like, obviously like texting your best friend isn't going to be like the same romantic feeling as texting a boyfriend, but it's just, I don't know. Or even if you just need attention but you don't even want to date, just, like, download freaking Bumble or an app. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to meet up with anybody, but if you're just, like, 
I need some sort of like attention or I will go elsewhere. I mean, don't go on like a crazy rebound spree. I would probably recommend, but if you just, you know, like you said, when you got out of that relationship, you just wanted somebody to like tell you you were pretty and yeah. You know, I don't know technically how healthy it is, but if it helps you not go back to that one person, I would say go for it. Yeah. Or just, like, if you want to, like, I did that before. I was, like, I kind of want to say something, but I can't, I know I can't send the text message. So I either, like, would open my notes, type it all out, get out of notes, or, like, write it in a journal or whatnot. Just, like, pretend you're sending a message just to get it, like, sometimes you just need to get it out. That's like a really common um, practice in like therapy is they have you like write letters, but then you don't actually send them kind of a thing. Yeah. So. I did that with my first boyfriend when we broke up one time and I had so much to say and I really missed him. I wrote him a 10 page letter and I was just like, okay, now I'm done with it. Like I can like, we're done. We're not going to be go back together. I feel better now. I let it all on a piece of paper. And then one day he found it in my room. Why was he in your room? Like we had a talk and then I was in the bathroom and it was like in my nightstand or something. And he was like, why was he going through your nightstand? It was just like on this block of paper, you know, like just like. Why was he going through your stuff? (laughs) No, he needed to be gone. Bye. (laughs) No, he read it and then we came back together and we dated three more years. Oh my God. He was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't notice how you felt. Yeah. I mean, I've done that even just with, like, like a friend that I've been mad at. I, like, wrote out a whole text, and I wasn't ready to send it. And then it was, like, just getting it out Yeah, felt better. Helps. And I was like, you know what? All right. And then I can move on. I don't actually need to send that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, though, if there is, like – severe issues with him not leaving you or her it could be either yeah i just i say him um with this person like not leaving you alone you can always take legal action and file a restraining order if need be yeah what is if they come to your house or know where you like stay with who you're staying yeah um write it all down document everything maybe have even a ring doorbell and save the recording when he would come up to your door or just like, I don't know, yeah. maybe he's getting a new phone number or calls you from different phone numbers and harassing you or text messages. Um, I had a friend one time where she broke up with this guy and he had like bought her like a pair of shoes or something. And he straight up broke into her house, like crawled in through her bedroom window and like took everything that he bought her and left. And wow. she was like terrified. And conveniently at the time I was like dating a lawyer. So he helped like get the restraining order, get the restraining order, um, like processed quickly, but it was just like, what the, like, you know, there's a line where somebody will try to reach back out to you where it's like, okay, just leave me alone. I'll block you. But if like, they really do not respect your wishes, you can always take legal action if need be. Yeah. And don't be afraid to do that if you're genuinely, truly scared. I would say you need just need to stick to everything you make the decision. If you make the decision to leave them, you need to stick to it and don't look back. Try to like, co- like focus on your own self and to like 
get better and get your life back on track and just don't look back. That's all. Yeah. No, absolutely. You can't. If you live in the past, you can't move forward. And you left them to get mentally better. So why would you want to look back? Yeah. That's why my Instagram name is JPS (laughs) 2.0. Boom, reborn. I feel like you need to be like 3.0 now. Why? After X2. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I don't want to be 3.0. Every time yeah. I have like another toxic four point, ten point. No, no, no. You're not having any more no. of those. <laughs> no. We will put a stop to that real fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's way easier said than done, but just at this point, just be selfish. You know, you, have you, to. you can't think about that other person's feelings or life, and especially if they are the one that's treating you badly. Um you just got to get out. So lean on your support system as much as you can. And, you know, just kind of like everything, you know, day two will be easier than day one and day three will be easier than day two. It'll get better. It's also okay to cry. I cried so much. It's okay to do anything. Until I was done crying. I mean, don't do illegal shit, but real talk, like. Oh, yeah. You want to, you know, watch rom-coms and drink two bottles of wine. I rewatched Grey's Anatomy. I cried so much. At some point, I was done crying. Yeah. Like, eventually, it'll get to a point where you're like, you know what? I don't know. Like, one day, it'll just, it'll be better than the last day. And you, yeah. you'll realize, like, oh, wow. I haven't cried in a week. That's cool. Yeah. Good breakup movies. How to be single. <laughs> With uh, Rebel Wilson and this other girl. And then... He's just not that into you. It's also a really good one. And someone, someone great on Netflix is a good one. Mm, that, oh, God. I couldn't even imagine watching that. Like, someone great? Yeah, like in a, a sad headspace, I would be like a mess. <laughs> I thought it was empowering. Are we talking I about mean, the same movie? Yeah. It came out like sort of recently, maybe like a year ago. Yeah. With the, I don't know the chick's name. Jade, Jane's Virgin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That chick. Jane's Virgin, yeah. It, overall, like, it sends a good message, but, like, you know, some of those can be a little, if you're in the moment, I feel like a little yeah. rough. Also, rewatched Sex in the City. Great. Great, great suggestion. Watch Sex in the City. <laughs> it made me feel so great. I don't know. Also, when I think that Carrie and Big were in a toxic relationship, but... Okay. Yeah, that's a bad example. Love the show, but like, they're fucked up. I literally, I mean, sounds a little crazy. I legit burned all of his pictures. <laughs> <laughs> My friends and I went outside and we took a lighter and some fucking hairspray and burned them all. I don't, I, I think I threw them all away too. I only have like the ones on my like hard drive. I didn't delete any of them. Yeah. I mean, I kept a handful, like, because, I mean, I was 19, you know, or Mm -hmm. I guess, like, I was, we broke up literally right before my 20th birthday. And so, like, we had gone to, like, prom together. So, like, I saved one of our prom pictures. But other than that, like, all of our pictures, I was just like, I don't need you. Yeah. This is, it was just kind of therapeutic, you know, like. It is. 
Um, don't do like crazy illegal shit, but like do what you gotta do. Screaming in a pillow is also really good. Screaming in a forest is. Um, oh yeah, I did that one time. Very very therapeutic. If you, granted, I mean pillows probably a little easier to access than a forest, but like, I don't know. If you just need to get some shit, you out, can just... even just go in a desert here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, depending like, on where you live, I a guess bridge if you're in a big... or something. <laughs> You're in a big city that might be a little harder, but um, people would stare at you. No, that's like a thing. People just go yeah. out in the middle of nature and my mom taught me that when I like had my first breakup ever, I was so sad. And yeah. she's like, get your jacket on. I'm like, why? And she's like, we're gonna go on a walk. And I went on a walk with her. She put me on like we walked onto this like bridge that we had like in our neighborhood. And there's just cars driving. There's barely anybody like ever on the bridge just walking. Like there's a walkway. And she's like, you're going to scream now. I'm like, what? She's like, just scream. And I did. And I felt so much better. I'm like, mom. And then every time my girlfriends went on like a a breakup, I'm like, we're going to go on the bridge and we got to (laughs) scream. And it all like always helped. I'm like, yeah, now here I was screaming in my pillows all the time. Like when I was uh, just so mad. One of my friends was so mad, she punched a hole in the wall because he yeah. drove her so crazy. I can't say I blame her. Yeah. But don't do that. Just scream in a pillow. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, you know, you want to scream it out. You want to you wanna dance it out. You want to cry it out. Cry it out. Um, honestly, for me, like, just not being on my phone a lot really helped. So if mm-hmm. you want to go camping where you don't have cell phone service, yeah. Or um, like Sometimes there was even one going on a drive and just listening to music and just singing. Yeah, just like scenic shit. Like there was one breakup. I mean, he wasn't like toxic. We just broke up, and I was really sad about it. Um, I, I didn't like, or maybe I did deactivate my Facebook or something. I don't know, but I like got off a couple social media things for a while not even like I don't know I mean not like fully I didn't continue it fully because of him but I was just like oh my gosh like I don't want to see his pictures or if he gets a new girlfriend or whatever so I deactivated my Facebook and I think this is before Instagram was like the Instagram it is now but it was really nice and I kept that up for like six months like way after I was over him but I was like this is a nice little refresh and then got it back and we're back sucked into social media and i if anybody actually knows if there's a way to only have facebook marketplace and not the rest of facebook i'm not even on facebook anymore i well i use it because i like marketplace especially because we're moving i want to sell a bunch of stuff but i hate just with the way that the world is right now it just it gives me yeah. anxiety. I, I don't, don't like going on it too much, but sometimes just like by habit, I end up scrolling. I'm like, no, 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 I don't, I don't like this. Why am I doing yeah. this? I, but then it does make me kind of bummed because like a lot of my family that lives out of town uses Facebook. So mm-hmm. like, I want to keep in contact with them, but. Well, you can go to step like different accounts that you don't want to see any notification like pop up on the thing. You can just like, don't show it here, but you can still be friends with these people or like follow a news station or whatnot, but it doesn't pop up anymore. I've done that with so many people because 
I don't know what they did with their life, but they would post everything like every five minutes. That's all I saw. Like that's the only person I'm following, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, social media, I guess, in that aspect has gotten a little better that you can like take it down yeah. a notch in terms of like how much you see. But I don't know. I think just in general, at least for me, it was nice to just go on a little Facebook hiatus and not look at it for a few months. And it was just really refreshing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully this helped out with some. Yeah. I can also recommend some more books. It's called Codependent No More. And then I have a Psychopath Free book. Both of them really helped a lot. We can also write the um, movies that we recommended or the books into our um, description of the episode if you want to relook at it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I've never been like a self-help book person per se, but I know like Janita really likes them. And if that's your thing, like go for it, whatever, pretty much I would say like, aside from illegal shit, do whatever you got to do. Try to take up a new hobby. If you want to get into yoga, if you want to get into painting, yoga helped me too. Yeah. There's a lot of just refocusing your energy from like douchebags toxic douchebags to like productive hobbies like there are like your friends focus on yourself focus on whatever makes you happy and yeah that's going to be the main focus because you are the most important thing there is absolutely no fucking guy is it worth it to give up your own sanity and happiness that's great a good ending yeah (laughs) amen so yeah let us know if you guys have any questions um we hope this helped some of you out or maybe it will in the future yeah you can even like dm us if you need more like have questions or need more advice or something we're we can help you out fun we're still here uh yeah so our instagram is at press to that as well as our twitter is at press to that yeah or just send us an email at pros at gmail.com and you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify and soundcloud and not anymore on google music i google music is gone like it doesn't exist anymore Android discontinued Google Music. So the podcasts are apparently now on YouTube. So we're not on there. (laughs) Interesting. But most of the people anyway, listening on Spotify and SoundCloud. So. All right. Well. Well, have a great week. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And And talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Next week. (laughs) Talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Pros to that. Bye.